0: Well, today we're beginning a new series called Change Your World, and the idea behind Change Your World is that we can't, like the world is too big to to change, for one person to change the world. There's seven, over seven billion people on planet Earth. It's too big for one person to change everything. In fact, there's only one person who did that. His name is Jesus Christ. He was the Messiah. Nobody else can ever has or ever will change the world like Jesus did. So, uh, but let me say it this way. You can, even though we can't change, even though one person can't change the world, one person can change their world. Even though the world, the earth is too big for one person to make a difference, one person can change another person. Come on, do you believe that today? It's, the, like, it's, it's called your circle of influence. It's your world. Change your world. Make a difference in the lives of people around you. I love the way Andy Stanley said it. He said, do for one what you wish you could do for everyone. Do for somebody what you wish you could do for everybody. Make a difference in one person like you wish you could do for every person. And in our context, we can't feed everybody in the world. There's over seven hundred, seven billion 7 billion people in the world. We can't feed that many people, but we can start right here in Wichita Falls, making a difference, feeding one family at a time. Come on, one family at a time. We can't provide backpacks for every child in the world. That's billions of backpacks. But what we can do is start right here in Wichita Falls. We can begin to make a difference by giving school supplies and backpacks to kids who don't have them, who will be ready for school because of, because of you. Hey, we, we can't, We can't rescue everybody who's in human trafficking, the millions of people that are in human trafficking worldwide, but we can rescue somebody. So we're going to do for one what we wish we could do for everyone. And every one of us have a circle of influence. There's a group of friends in our lives who you're in relationship with. They trust you. They buy into you. Maybe you have a relationship some some sort of it's family or friends or neighbors or coworkers these people they you have a relationship with them and if you if you said one thing to me if you invited them to church, their ears would perk up because they know you right and those are the people I'm talking about when I say change your world i'm talking about the people in your sphere of influence you got it all right so Today, what I wanna do is, is I wanna stir you up. My goal today is to stir you up with a serve day message to get you excited, to get you just your passion stirred up, be ready to go out to serve this coming Saturday where, you, where you're just ready to go. Come on, somebody, like, you're ready. I'm ready today. Let's go. Let's go. Faith in action. So um, so let's take a look at this. Matthew chapter five is, is the scripture we're gonna kick off with. It's in your notes on the screen, um, Follow along with me, and I've got some fill-in-the-blanks for you today as well. Matthew 5, this is the message paraphrase, and Jesus is talking here. He's just finished the, the Beatitudes, and, and he says, uh, let's go back to the last verse, um, the, the one that's about salt, the one right before this, if it's not in there. If it's in your notes, um, read along with me in your notes if you have those, um, let me, let me tell you why you're here. See, a lot of people want to know, why am I here? Why am I on this earth? Why, why did God put me on earth? Let me answer it for you. In your notes, it says that you're here to be salt seasoning. You're, you're, here to, you're here to make things salty, right? Now, do y'all like salt? I like a little bit of salt, right? I like a little bit of salt. Salt, what does salt do? It... it it bring, it brings things it brings out the flavor, doesn't it? What, what Jesus said was, he says that you're here to be salt seasoning that brings out the God flavors. So let me say it this way: salt makes things better. It makes things taste better, and that's what he's called us to do. Is to he's called us to make things better for the people around us. But he says, if we lose our saltiness, how will people taste godliness? If, if, we, if we're not making things better for people, then why would they even want to become a Christian in the first place? Am I preaching? Yes. I've never wanted to be one of them Christians. They're just a bunch of old heathen. That's all they are. I don't, they're just all judgmental and whatnot, right? No, who wants to, who wants to be that? But if you lose your saltiness, that's, people lose their, the, the taste of godliness. They can't, they can't see the goodness of god and when you do that you've lost your usefulness and you'll end up in the garbage the bible says now on this verse it says let me put it another way you're here to be light all right if salt makes things better what does light do it makes things brighter so Jesus is calling us, why, why am I here on earth, God? You're here to make things better and brighter for the people in your life, for your sphere of influence. You're here to bring out the God colors in the world. See, God's not a secret to be kept. Yeah, you know, uh, my faith is pretty private, you know. No, I don't know, because God's not a secret to be kept. Yeah, you know, I don't really bring my faith, you know, out where, you know, I don't want people to know. I don't really... I don't bring, bring God to the workplace and, and all that. No, no, no. He's not a secret to be kept. We really don't have an option here, if we're going to make things better and brighter for people. Can I get a witness? So, so God's not a secret to be kept. We're going to go public with this. I'm going public. Like baptism is today. Baptism is going public with your faith, everybody. We're baptizing right after this service. Go in public with this, as public as a city on a hill, and it keeps going. The next verse says, I make you light bearers. If I make you light bearers, if you're supposed to make things brighter for people in the earth, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? No. Hide it under a bushel. No. Remember that? I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm not going to hide you. I'm putting you on a light stand. Hey, I'm putting you where everybody can see you. Now that I've put you there on a hilltop, a city on a hill, shine, shine. Let people see the good deeds and glorify your father in heaven. And I love, I love this. Since we're called to make things better and bri- brighter, Jesus says, don't ever close up shop. Keep open house, be generous with your lives. By opening up to others, I'll, this is so good, you're going to prompt people to open their hearts to God. Hey, when you're out there serving this Saturday, making a difference, and you're, you're, you're washing somebody's car, give, and, and you're giving them $2 instead of them giving you $2, they're going to go, what kind of church is this, giving $2 to wash my car? This is weird, right? You're going to prompt them to open up their heart to God. I've, never, I've always been around churches that want something from me. I've never been around a church that actually wanted something for me. You're, you're prompting them to open up their heart with, with God. And, and he's a generous father in heaven. So salt brings, makes things better. Light makes things brighter. Jesus calls us to be salt and light, make things better and brighter now he called what's he doing he's calling us to be positive change agents i mean just show of hands who wants to be a positive change agent in your world man i, I want to be most of us would say i want to i want to be a positive change agent yeah until it requires us to change i mean i want i want to bring change yeah. but yeah, i mean i don't have to change do i <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't have to change, right? I'll prove it to you that we don't like change, okay? I'm going to prove this to you. I need 100% participation on this. Make me, it'd make me feel real good if we just all did this together. Even at home, right where you are, just, just cross your arms. Just cross your arms. Everybody cross your arms. I'm just kind of proving this to you, that we don't like change. This feels good. The way I have my arms crossed right now feels right. It feels good. It's It's so comfortable. But uh, cross your arms the other way, the way that you avoided it in the first place. I, every time I have to study how, how to do this. This does not feel right. You know what I'm saying? This I feel like Mary Catherine Gallagher. Like, sometimes when I'm nervous, I put my hands under my arms and then I, and I smell them like that. This feels good this does not feel right. This is not okay. I don't like it. It's, it's weird. All right, one more time. One, one more. I'm just going to prove to you. All right, clasp your hands together. Just clasp your hands, fold them, hold them like this. Hey, this is normal. Growing up praying before uh, at bedtime every night, you just clasp your hands, you know. Feels good. It's right. But just just move, move your hand one way. Just just one finger difference. This does not feel Good. This is weird. This is like I don't know about this. Right. It's it's weird. So we don't like change. I know that. I get that. Change is hard for us sometimes, but in order for us to change our world around us, guess what? We're going to have to change. In order for us to make a difference in the people around us, we're going to have to we're going to have to grow. We're going to have to let God work on us, and it's going to require us to change. So here's here's the question of the day. How can I be salt and light? How can I make things better and brighter in the people around me? I'm going to give you four really simple thoughts today. When you leave, I hope it really makes sense, but you might think to yourself, that was really simple. Like, wow, that was simple. And that's my hope today. I don't ever want you to leave going, I didn't understand that. I want you to get it, okay? So four things about how to make things better, brighter. Number one, value people. I told you it's simple, value people. Right out beside it, connection. God calls us to value people, to connect with people. This is about relationships, everybody. This is about uh, about, uh, valuing other people. It's about how you treat other people. This is about acknowledging somebody. It's about a random act of kindness or a word of encouragement. Valuing someone requires that you see them for who they are. Valuing someone requires that you see them for who they are. You see their need. And, and the question gets asked, well, Pastor Ben, why do I need to value people? I mean, what, what's the big deal? Why do I need to value people? Um, because Jesus valued people. That's a pretty good, I think that sh- should be a A good reason enough. Like that suffices. We value others because Jesus valued people. The word Christian means Christ-like or like Christ. So if we are Christians and we are called to live like Christ, then we should probably treat people the way Jesus treated them. Amen? Amen. All right. So so we're going to value people simply because Jesus valued people. Let me show it to you in Matthew chapter 25. I'm going to show you where Jesus, Jesus takes it personal, okay? He's giving this parable and he says, I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty. Man, it was hot outside and you gave me something to drink. I was homeless and you didn't just throw me some change on the way by when I was standing under the bridge Holiday Street. No, you—you you actually gave me some clothes. I was—I was staying down at the shelter. I was over at—I was over at the—I was over at the Salvation Army, and and you—you you came and you helped me. You—you you, you gave me clothes. I was sick, and you stopped to visit. I was in prison, and you came to see me, like you. City Hope sent somebody to tell me about Jesus, and then it says that those sheep are gonna say to Jesus, they're gonna say, Master, what are you talking about? When did we ever see you hungry and feed you? Uh, when, when, when did we see you thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we ever see you sick or in prison and come to visit you? And he will respond, that time that you went out on first Saturday serve, the, the, the time that when, whenever you did it to the least of these, let me, let me, I love how it says this. I'm telling the solemn truth. Whenever you did it to one of, whenever you did one of these things to someone who was overlooked, to someone who was ignored, that was me. Jesus says. You did it to me. Can I just tell you today that whenever you do something like that, when you you value somebody else, you're not just valuing someone who was hungry or thirsty or homeless or imprisoned. You are valuing Jesus. Every time we do it to the one who's overlooked, Jesus takes it personal. He takes it personal. And so we've got to value people. That's number one. Number two is we've got to add value to people. We've got to right out beside that influence. So if we're gonna be salt and light, if we're gonna make things better and brighter for people, we've, we've got to add value to their lives. That's influencing their lives. And one of the best ways that, that I think we can value people, we can add value here at City Hope is through the dream team. Come on. Like this, this is the people that are, that are, the dream team, I get asked a lot, what's the dream team? It's the group of people who have figured out, they've been through growth track, they figured out what their purpose in life is, they know their gifts, they know their talents, they they are beginning to serve God, they're influencing other people, they're using their passions to make a difference in the kingdom of God, and they're fulfilled doing it. That's what the dream team is. It's the ushers, the greeters, the parking lot, the, the kids' workers, the lobby hosts, the worship production. It's every person using their gifts to make a difference for the kingdom of God Here. That's what the dream team is. In fact, today's step one with the growth track. Right after this at 11.30, you can go to the growth track. Step one will help you begin that journey of discovering what God has for your life. So, so that's, that's influencing. When people know their gifts, they know their passions, and they're using it, they're influencing other people. They're adding value to their lives. Paul did this really well. Paul is... is, is um, an apostle. He's this well-known guy in the Bible. He wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. And in 1 Corinthians 19, he, not nine, I'm sorry, First Corinthians 9, he says this. He says, even though I'm free of the demands and expectations of, of everyone, I have voluntarily become a servant. Uh, in other words, on my own will, I have decided that I'm going to begin influencing people, adding value to people. And I'm going to do it Um, In order to reach a wide range of people, all all kinds of people, I'm going to do everything I can to reach everyone I can. The way we say it here sometimes is we're going to do everything short of sin to help people find and follow Jesus Christ. We're gonna do everything we can to reach as many people as we can. He says, I'm gonna do everything to reach the religious, the non-religious, the meticulous, the moralist, the loose living, the immoralist, the defeated, the demoralized, whoever it is, I'm gonna do everything I can to reach them. And what he says is he says, I didn't take on their way of life. See, this is a problem for us in our culture sometimes as we 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 take on the life of the people around us and 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 what we should be doing is showing them the life of Christ in us. So he doesn't do that. He says, I didn't take on their way of life. I kept my bearings in Christ. I stayed firm. I had friends who they went places that I just wouldn't go. I had friends who would do some things that I just wouldn't do. But I entered their world and tried to experience things from their point of view. (laughs) That's That's what we do as Christians, he says, I've become just about every sort of servant there is in my attempts to lead those I meet to a God-saved life. I did all of this because of the message, because of the gospel. I didn't just want to talk about it. I wanted to be in on it from the very beginning. I wanted to help people know Jesus. So Paul's intentional. He, he added value to people's life through serving them. So number one, we got to value people. Number two, add value. Number three, live good values. If, if we're going to be salt and light, if we're going to make things better and brighter for people in Wichita Falls, for people in our neighborhood, for people in our family, we're going to have to live a life of attraction. We're, we're going to have to live our lives in a way that is, attr- it's, it's attractional to people. Do you know what that is? It's when you live your life in in such a way that when people look at your life, they say, I want what they have. I don't know what's different about them. I don't know why they're smiling all the time. I don't know why they have peace in all of these sort of situations, but I want what they have. I want that kind of a life. And a lot of people think that being a Christian is is being a fuddy-duddy. Like, that when you get saved, you're supposed to become boring, right? That when you get saved, when you give your life to Christ, you're just supposed to be some straight laced, you know, all uptight. Glory to God, Hallelujah, brother. Call everybody brother and sister and all that. No, Christians are supposed to be the most fun people on the planet. Thank you, I appreciate that. <laughs> well, I don't know about that, Pastor. You're who I'm talking about, then. Like we're supposed to be fun. But what happened is we, we got saved and we decided, oh, we've, we've got to live our lives in such a way that we won't bother with those heathen over there, right? No, no, those heathen, that's why we're here, to, to become all things to all people, to reach some, right? And so uh, th- th- that's the way the church has gotten a bad name too, because the church is supposed to be fun, The church, Jesus built the church to be, it was supposed to be fun. Church is supposed to be a party, not a presentation. It's supposed to be enjoyed, not endured. Like if we ever get to the point where where when you're coming to church at City Hope and you go, I really don't want to go to church today, it's so boring. Please tell me about that. Because I don't ever want to be the church that's just boring. It's just another place to endure going to church and hearing a word. I want to be a place it's supposed to be fun. That's why today on your way out, we've got treats for you. I don't even know what's at the table, but they're red, white, and blue treats because it's, yeah, Twinkies. Come on. Who doesn't like a Twinkie? Come on. It's supposed to be fun. We're supposed to have a good time and when we live our lives that way, guess what? People who don't know Jesus will start opening up their hearts to God, and they'll say, "I don't know what you've got that I don't have, but I want it." And in fact, it reminds me of a time when um, when we were serving at our church in Alabama, Daystar Church. I was the worship pastor there. We did this big Easter event at a local college in a big coliseum, kind of like the K. Yeager Coliseum. Big event. It was so much fun. We had a great time, but there was a guy who visited the church, the service that day. His name's Butch. And he came back uh, to, to church or, or, or to meet our pastor the following week. And he said, Jerry, uh, I'm, I'm an atheist. I don't really believe in God. And I'm not sure you know, about all this stuff. But one thing I do know is whatever those people on the platform had, that's what I want. Amen. What was that? It was living good values. It was attractional. It was, I don't know why they're smiling all the time. I don't know what they have that I don't have, but I want it. I need that in my life. And Paul says it this way in Galatians chapter five. He's talking about, um, he's talking about the fruit of the spirit. Says that the fruit produced by the spirit within you is divine love expressed in all of these different ways, in these varied expressions. All right, here's what he says. That the fruit of the spirit inside of us, these values that we're supposed to have on the inside of us is joy that overflows. I'm talking about a joy that you cannot contain. It's bubbling, it's bubbling, it's bubbling in my soul. I'm singing, I'm shouting, since Jesus made me. I learned that in Bible college, by the way, just one of the professors saying it, it's stuck with me ever since. But it's a joy. See, everybody's got some joy. Everybody can have a little, bit of, a little bit of pep in their step, but I'm talking about a joy that overflows, a joy that never stops. I'm talking about a peace that subdues. When you're going through your worst day, you have peace. When things haven't turned out for you the way that you planned on it, you have peace. When, when your spouse leaves you, you have peace. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a patience that outlasts the energizer bunny. Come on, it endures. It keeps going and going and going. Patience, kindness in action, faith that prevails, gentleness of heart, strength of spirit. Never set, these, never set the law above these qualities he says. Why? Because they're limitless. You can have as much of this as you want. Like your patience doesn't have to run dry. It's a value that keeps on giving. It's a value that can keep producing in your life. So there's there's no doubt in my mind that if we would live these kind of values, if we would let the Holy Spirit produce this kind of fruit inside of us, it would change our world. It would change not just our world, but I believe it could change the world. So people... People like that kind of, they, they're attracted to those things in our lives. All right, number four. It's time to share good values. Share good values and write the word transformation right there beside it. Transformation. Because this is where the transformation takes place. As, as I gave you these four, I told it's going to be real simple, really easy. There's one word that keeps repeating value people add value to people live good values share good values over and over again it's 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 about values changing your world transformation in your sphere of influence salt and light better and brighter is dependent on good values that's where it starts so, let me, let me give you one of the best values. If we're going to share good value, if we're going to see transformation, we're, we're, we're going to have to have this one particular value that is known all around the world. In fact, this value that I'm giving you, um, is, it comes from the scripture, but nearly every religion has a varying value like this. It's very similar value. Um, You might know it as the golden rule. It's the the value that Jesus gives in Luke chapter six. He's talking about loving your enemies. Love your enemies, he says. And he's given us all of these values. He says, give to everyone who asks of you. Hey, serve day. Give to everyone who asks of you. I didn't say Siri, stop. Stop. No, I don't want you to search the web while I'm thinking about it. Turn that off. All right. Serve day, not Siri, okay? All right. Give to everyone who asks you. And if anyone takes what belongs to you, don't demand it back. And here's the golden rule. Do unto others. How? As you would have them do to you. Pastor, I don't, I don't like how he treated me. The Bible says love your enemies. Do to them the way you would want to be treated. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Well, pastor, those, that homeless guy just needs to get a job. That's really his problem. Do to others the way you would have them do to you. Pastor, I just don't understand all all of these things. Why are we we doing all of these different serve projects? I mean, surely this guy can find somebody else to mow his yard. Do we really need to show up to mow his yard? Do to others as you would have them do unto you. Why why are we doing this for single moms? Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Why, why, Why are you giving this message about being salt and light and making things better and brighter for people around you? Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Do for everyone what you wish you could do for everyone. As we get ready to serve this weekend, come on, we're throwing everything out the window. It's about Jesus. It's about showing and sharing the love of Jesus this this Saturday. So change begins with do to others like you would have them do to you. And I I love what the Bible says. Here's what I really think God's asking us. Romans chapter 15. What I really believe that God wants for us is that for those of us who are strong and able to step in and lend a hand. Let me read that again. He wants those of us who are strong and able in the faith. We're grounded, we're rooted, we have a relationship with Jesus. We know that he's called us to live good values, to share good values, to value people around us. He's called us to step in and lend a hand because many hands make light work. Because the more we get out there, the the more that we're out there serving, come on, we're helping those who falter. We're not just doing what is most convenient for us. Pastor, this is not really a good weekend for us to have serve day. I'm sorry. We'll do it again next month on the first Saturday of every month. Join us. It's not just about what's convenient for us. See, strength is for service, not status. I believe God's blessing City Hope, not so we can have status, so we can serve people. I believe the whole concept of him giving us more is not for us to hold it to ourselves, but for us to hold it open-handedly and make a difference in the lives of people around us, to change our world. Each one of us needs to look after the good of the people around us in our sphere of influence. And we need to ask ourselves, how can I help? How can I make a difference? What can I do, Pastor Ben? How can I, how can I change the world around me? you can download the serve day app you can show up this saturday no pressure i'm not really I, don't, I understand people have things going on that's why we serve every month but if you can be there be be ready to roll up your sleeves be ready to embrace a widow be ready to look at a, a man who's Living in a shack, who cries when you walk on his property because he knows you're about to make a difference for him. Be ready to embrace the homeless man who's got mental illness and he can't. He can't get a job. He struggles in his in his own thinking and in his own thought processes. Be ready to embrace. THE ONES WHO ARE OVERLOOKED, THE VULNERABLE, THE MARGINALIZED. AND WHEN YOU DO, THE BIBLE SAYS, MATTHEW SAYS IT THIS WAY, AS YOU SERVE THEM, THEY BEGIN TO OPEN THEIR HEARTS TO GOD. (laughs) COME ON SOMEBODY. COME ON, LET'S GIVE GOD THANKS FOR THAT. AMEN. WOULD YOU BOW YOUR HEADS WITH ME TODAY? LET ME WRAP UP WITH THIS. um, With this thought with this question what's the holy spirit saying to you today what's he what's he whispering in your heart today what's he speaking to you this is not a message of condemnation we don't roll like that here honestly like this this is not who we are and it's not who god is but if you're here today and you say ben i want to be salt and light i want to make things better and brighter for people i want to I, i want the world around me to be changed because of the way that I value people, the way that I add value, the way that I live good values, the way that I share good values. I want, I want to be salt and light. I want to make things better and brighter. If that's you, just slip up your hand right now. I'm raising my hand today. I want to make things better and brighter for everybody. Anybody else, if that's you, just slip up your hand. I want to make things better and brighter. Amen. With your hands up, let me pray for you today. Father, I pray for every hand that's up, for every person who says, I wanna make things better and brighter. I want to be salt and light to the world around me. I want to make a difference. God, I want to see lives changed. I want to see hope restored. I want to see marriages restored. I want to see kids who are in rebellion come back to you. I want to see addicts set free. God, I want to add value to people around me in the workplace who are going through a difficult time and they've lost a child and they have no peace and they're walking through this situation. God, I want to bring value to them. Lord, I want to add value to the person who Who's, who's my neighbor who's battling a disease or they're they're in a situation where where there's where there's uh, some uh, some mental illness going on Lord we want to bring value to people Lord I'm praying that today you would use us you would stir up a hunger stir up a passion inside of us to to live good values to share good values to live the golden rule the commandment to do to others the way that we would have them do to us Lord not expecting anything in return not asking for anything back but to do it simply because you loved us and you cared for us and we want to be this we want to be Jesus with skin on the hands and feet of Jesus that we would do to others the way you do to us. The way that we want them to do to us, God. Help us to love them with your love. Lord, let it it be stirred up inside of us for this weekend in Jesus' name. With your head still bowed, put your hands down. Maybe you're here today, you'd say, Ben, um, I don't know Jesus. I'm I'm far from God. Maybe you're here and you... Maybe you were in a relationship with Jesus at some point in your life and you've drifted. You've you've gone the other way. The the best, the greatest transformation for you isn't that you could value someone else or add value to someone else. It's the greatest transformation for you is that you would add value to your own life today by receiving Jesus, by letting Him become your Lord and your Savior, by letting Him lead you and guide you and direct you, by letting Him be your Lord and Savior, by letting Him take control. And today, if, if you're far from God, if you've drifted from God today, and you're ready to come back, you're, you're ready to make Jesus the Lord of your life, if that's you, on the count of three, I want you to slip up your hand. One, two, three. That's me, Ben. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Who else? Amen. Anybody else? Come on, anybody else want to join seven others so far already today? That's saying that's me. Eight. Anybody else? That's me, Ben. I'm ready to give Jesus my life. I want him, I wanna, I want him to lead me and guide me. Anybody else? Amen. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. This is your moment. so proud of you you can slip your hand down let's pray this prayer together say Jesus I surrender I give you my life everything my heart soul mind strength I repent I turn from my ways to follow your ways will you forgive me cleanse me Give me a fresh start, a new beginning, and from this day forward, I promise to serve you, to live for you the rest of my life. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, let's thank God today. Let's thank God for his word. Let's thank God for eight people who went all in with Jesus today.